you look back at your past and sometimes people are like, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd said that. I wish I did something different. And they will mm-hmm. regret their past choices. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, in that present moment, you did the best you possibly could with the resources, the knowledge that you had at that point. Um, yes. You did the best you could. You could have changed it. And there's so many times when I look back at my businesses and we've all done it. Oh, why did I make that mistake? Why did I choose to do that? But there was a reason behind it at that present time. Hello there again, and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. And I'm going to start out today's episode by just cursing. Holy shit, you guys. Oh my goodness. There is so much going on in my world right now. Between both of my businesses, I am working through some really massive shifts. I am creating things. I am letting go of some things. And it is a wild ride over here. And I really can't wait to share more of it with you. As of right now, things are in motion, so I really can't just yet, but just know I've got some juicy, juicy tea to spill eventually, hopefully soon. In the meantime, so today's episode is actually an interview that I did for a How to Build Your Health and Wellness Business Summit, Health and Fitness Business Summit. And my interview was less on actually how to build that business and more on how to love yourself before you get quote unquote there. So often we are, you know, thinking that once we get to where we want to be, whether that be a certain weight or the way that we look or level of success or level of income or whatever, that we're going to be happy. And that's just not true, (laughs) unfortunately. So I talk a lot about that. And like, while I do talk a little bit about business stuff, if you don't own a business or you're not interested in owning a business, um, this is still a great episode. I think that you will still enjoy. I do want to say something about that though. I think there's this like weird kind of glamorization of entrepreneurship and business ownership that's going on out there. And I'm here to tell you, listen, um, one of the phrases I hear so often from entrepreneurs is this, like, I would never work for someone again, or, or I, I hated working for someone else and I only wanted to work for myself. I don't feel that way. I, I don't think I've ever felt that way. I think working for myself <laughs> is super hard because I have to be super disciplined. Um, I have ADD, ADHD, and it's really hard to focus and like, you know, get what I need to get done. But obviously I'm the only person who's going to do it most of the time. So I just have to, but you know, being your own boss is obviously a double edged sword. And I think that there's nothing wrong where if you love your job and it's a nine to five, I don't think you're wasting your life. I don't think you should be an entrepreneur if you don't feel that in your heart or a business owner, if you're not interested in it, or if you love what you're doing, or you really like what you're doing, I don't think there's any shame in that. And I just feel like there's a lot of shame towards people with, with jobs that aren't business owner jobs. It's just weird to me. I, my very first job was at TGI Fridays as a hostess. (laughs) 
And I laughed because I did not want to be a hostess. I wanted to be a server. I wanted to make like, you know, the good money. And I failed the personality test. <laughs> this like standardized test. I'm a very, very direct and honest person. And so when it asked me questions that normal people would lie and say, no, I never feel like giving someone the finger when they're rude to me. I was like, yeah, of course I feel like it. Um, but it didn't ask about action. It just asked about feelings. And I don't always act how I feel. If I feel like giving some of the finger, but I know it's an inappropriate time or situation to do so, I don't do that. And so they almost didn't hire me at all, but my friend who worked there vouched for me and they were like, okay, well, you can be a hostess <laughs> and you can be a hostess for a, like a trial basically. And then when we believe that you're ready, like you can you know, move over into being a server. So I had to like prove myself out the gate that I wasn't like a psychopath who was going to be mean to people. <laughs> but what I learned in being a hostess was I got to see those people before they sat down at the table. I got to read them. I got to see if they were in a bad mood, a good mood, if they were going to be rude to the server, if they were going to be nice to the server. And it also gave me a lot of power <laughs> in where I sat those people. You know, if, if the servers were mean to me, well, mm, guess what? You're going to get that guy that was mean to me at the front door. So here you go. But <laughs> really, you know, I was a hostess and I really actually fell into the job and I really liked it. And then seven months later, I became a server and I waited tables from TGI Fridays to super high level fine dining to dinner theaters that I also acted. In. I danced on a box as a go-go dancer. I worked in a pet store, <laughs> like cleaning fish tanks and playing with little baby birds. And just, you know, I, I've done so many different things. I was a promo model and that was one of my favorite jobs. I worked in a market research firm. I was an assistant for the most evil man in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I've had a lot of jobs. And the thing that was consistent across the board is that I always tried really, really hard I always went above and beyond. It didn't matter if it was TGI Fridays or if it was a job that would have been considered more professional, more serious. If they needed me to work extra hours, I did it. If they needed me to fill in at the last moment and I could, I did it. I always showed up and I always worked my ass off for other people. And I don't regret a moment of it. And I didn't, I don't regret, you know, helping other people build their businesses or corporations building their businesses. I took ownership of my job and of the business and I worked really, really hard and I worked just as hard and harder um, as a business owner. So I, I think that, you know, when I hear people say that they would never go back to working for someone else, that doesn't feel very true for me. I mean, I probably wouldn't just because I'm in very deep <laughs> with my businesses and I, I love what I get to do. But I don't know. I, I just feel like there's this like looking down upon people who don't have, who don't have a business. And I just don't, I just think it's not for everyone. It's, you know, it doesn't mean you're better or worse or stronger or whatever if you own a business. I think that there are some really tough and incredible jobs that are working for someone else. So I don't know why I just felt the need to share that with you. But yeah, I, I think it's just something that's been circulating a lot. I've been hearing it. And you just, you know, if owning a business isn't your thing, then don't. And I honestly will, anyone who comes to me asking me for business advice or wanting, not business advice, but wanting to start a business, I will say anything and everything to discourage you. And not like because I want to discourage you, but to just let you know, like the reality of it, because people glamorize owning a business and it is the hardest freaking thing 
<laughs> and there's so many moving parts. And so I, you know, if someone comes to me and like, I do it out of love. I want you to know and understand that this is, the shit is hard, really unenjoyable at times. And sometimes it's really thankless. And other times like it's incredible. And there are times where you make $0 and negative zero, negative $50 million, <laughs> not 50 million. I'd be really broke, but yeah, like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs. So if you come to me asking me about starting a business, I'm going to give you the real deal. And if you still want to do it, I'll help you. So that's my rant. <laughs> that's my business owner rant. I've been speaking a lot lately, guys. I don't know if you've been able to catch any of my talks. Um, if you have, I hope you love them. I've been getting DMs about stuff that you guys want to hear. And know that if you slide into my DMs, I will always respond to you guys. I don't I've had people be like, oh, wow, I'm so surprised you replied to me. And I'm like, why wouldn't I? Of course I did. Yeah. So if you're not like a weird, creepy dude, <laughs> I will definitely, or trying to sell me something, I will always reply to your DMs. So if there's something you guys want to see or a guest that you want on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I am more than happy to do it. Um, and if you are local, then just know I am speaking at Strong Camp in Charlotte. That's happening in May. And I would love to see you there. You can go to strong-camp.com and get yourself registered. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. I love you so very much. I hope you are enjoying Self Love Sundays and these episodes. And I have some incredible guests coming up that I cannot wait for you to hear. Crystal, welcome to the summit. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. You Pumped are about welcome. This. Oh, it's super excited. As I said, I love breakfast. I'm a massive fan. <laughs> That's why I love the name so much. So Crystal has a wealth of experience, as I said, within the health and wellness realm and building her brand and building her business in, in different areas. So Crystal, I'd absolutely love for you to share because Crystal's going to be sharing our main subject we're going to be discussing today is not waiting till you are there to love yourself. And I love this subject and I'm so excited Crystal's sharing this because so many times in my entrepreneurial journey, I thought, I won't do that until I'm there or I won't buy that till I'm there. You know, and a lot of it is self-related or I won't have that massage until I'm, I'm at this point. So so, so powerful. So Crystal, share your story, all what you've achieved and very much the brand that you have today. Yeah. So before I got into fitness, I actually had a couple of businesses at the time. I had a marketing company and I was a co-owner in a women's magazine and it was a self-empowerment magazine for women. So I, I started to fall into this, this realm of helping women to just feel better in so many different ways and giving advice. And I started getting into fitness and my body changed and I started to actually like what I looked like in the mirror because I was feeling strong and I was learning. I fell into flexible dieting, which stopped this yo-yo I had been on for years. I just, I thought everything was all or nothing. I had to be off the rails or really restricted. So I found flexible dieting and that was it for me. I wanted to share it with everyone. And, <laughs> and so I was in a few fitness communities at the time. And I was like the go-to girl to crunch macro numbers. People would just, hey, I heard you, I heard you do macros. And I was like, sure. And I just did it for free for hundreds, mm. hundreds of women. And I at one point was like, hey, 
I'm doing this for free. I should get something in return. I don't, I don't need to be paid. I'm not certified, but I added them to my email list. So I just started, they'd fill out their, their info and check a little box at the bottom saying that they would sign up for my blog's email list and boom, I had their email. So I kind of rolled with that. (laughs) I kind of rolled with that for a while. I didn't really want, I, I didn't really think about getting certified. I was very busy and it just kind of, my passion just pushed me. I, I started a business. I walked away from those two and then started an online boutique for women who lift, who have muscles and just struggle to find clothing that fits their bodies because I had that dressing room meltdown moment where nothing fit me. And I really actually liked how I looked in the mirror. So I was like, I can't be the only woman who feels this way. So I started this business. And then as a side hustle, I got nutrition coaching certified. I also am CrossFit L1 certified and I have a CrossFit kid. So I was like really into, into all the fitness stuff at this point. So let me ask, yeah. did you stop, obviously you doing the women's magazine. What do you say the other aspects? you? A marketing doing? business. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very different to like obviously what you're passionate about. Did you completely <laughs> yeah. stop that and stop the income to move on and build the next step? Or did you? Yes. Yeah, I did. I stopped the marketing because it was making money, but I didn't love it anymore. And the magazine never made money. It just took it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like a really expensive hobby. And it was just, you know, it, I just met, found this crossroads of what do I want to be when I grow up? I can't, this is not sustainable. I'm not happy. So my business Rebellia was that first kind of, I need to leave these two behind in order to pursue this and, and make sure that I am focused and, well and the nutrition well, coaching yeah, well done on doing that because yeah. So yeah. people drag it out and drag it out and drag it out and be like well, I'm bringing in some money and I, sh- I don't want to make a change and I'm scared of change and and these are all uh, you know human emotions coming up and all what we feel but you the, the biggest thing and the, that biggest shift for you was going no mm. I need to do this otherwise five years on you're gonna be in the same place yeah, there's I'm I'm very big on if I feel something and I and I know that I want to do it, I just have to do it and I'll figure it out because I know that if I spend so much time just ignoring it, it's just going to drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, and also, do you know it it's also that feeling. I felt this at different times of growing growing my businesses as well where I've had to let go of something that even if it was making money, it was just not the direction yeah. I wanted to go in. And I remember shutting one of my gyms down in 2019, prior COVID, so it came at a good point. <laughs> I remember it was making money. There was no mm. problem with it. It just yeah. wasn't the business model that we wanted to move forward with. And that is such a hard decision because you feel like you're giving up something that you've made money in. And you think, well, why not just keep it going? But if it's not mm-hmm. in a commitment, it's pulling you back from the bigger picture of what you can create, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sort of going through something similar right now. I just wrote about destroying. You have to destroy to create. It's just like a remodel. You don't go into a home and build something on top of the old kitchen, right? You have to rip it apart. (laughs) My whiteboard behind me. Destroy. I love that because it's just such a hard one, isn't it? Because you just, your emotions are all over it. Mm. And you just don't know what, you just think you've, let something go that you've worked so hard on and it's a time yeah, there's an attachment for sure and it's never yeah. a time waste is it it's all growing from experience yeah love that so 
share some more of your story as to how you yeah. got into doing your podcast and obviously speaking and yeah. Yeah. So I, I ended up nutrition coaching, just kind of, I kept it very small because I wanted to focus on my store and I didn't want to neglect my clients. I think when you, when you have clients, the number one thing, it doesn't matter if you have one or 500, they need to feel like they're the only one. They need to feel like you care and you can't care about them if you're overwhelmed. So I took on a little amount and, and I started to grow that a little bit over time. And I just really fell in love with this concept of self-love. And I was seeing it with the women who started wearing my clothes and just watching them blossom and glow and their confidence. And I loved getting to be a part of that, even just a small part of that. So, and, and with nutrition coaching, you know, my clients that I, that saw success, it was, it was so fulfilling for me to just like see that. And so I really my own personal self-love journey was so important and I started to grow and cultivate that and then just share it. So I started writing emails every single Sunday. I've done it for over two years and just, it's called self-love Sunday and I just send it out and I wanted to do more. I wanted to reach more and make a bigger impact. So that's why I started the podcast and just sharing awesome women on my podcast and sharing myself and doing that. So that's been like a little over a year there too. So it was kind of like a natural just kind of progression of I want to do this and I want to do this. And in that was speaking and sharing a message that I feel like is really, really important to share. It just kind of is a natural flow. Yeah. And what you seem really good at, Crystal, and I got this feeling from you the first time we spoke because I'm just hearing your story more in depth that you're very, and this is what self-love comes down to as well. You're very in tune with yourself. You're very in tune yes. with your alignment, your your gut feeling, like, where do I want to go now? And just following what you desire and not overthinking yeah. it too much. Am I right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And last year, I actually went through another certification. It was um, a 400 hour, <laughs> a 10 month certification that helps me. I am now able to help with the root behind emotional eating or body image and self-love. I, I can actually help at that root as opposed to like, here's your nutrition plan or here's your fitness program. And it helps in my own personal healing as well. And so that's why I'm like so big on sharing the message of self-love because it changed my life. When you said it's it's really, really funny. When you just said 400 hours, Mm. 10-month program, 10 months to me, I'm like, ah, 10 months, cool. When you say 400 hours, I'm like, oh my goodness. But you know, it's the way you, obviously, if you broke that down, it's not that much each day. It's just... Yeah, it was a it was a lot for sure. Juggling a couple of businesses and then making sure I fulfilled the requirements of this program and and all of that. But I graduated in last this past November and I started taking on clients in that realm and in my one on one self love for life program. And so it's been amazing. So, Crystal, just a quick one before I go on to our next talking about being authentic online and really being you. Is your boutique your store? Is it still running through COVID? Obviously, did you go online? Oh, yeah. The yeah, we've been online. We had a small storefront, but no one really came anyway. So, <laughs> so when we had to be 100% online, it was a no brainer. We, and we've done pretty well. We've actually, I was really afraid in the beginning, but we're doing, we're doing great. Oh, well, so, yeah. Amazing. I love that. And just sometimes you do have, and I remember in the very early days of entrepreneurship and starting my gyms and things, I actually wanted mm. a front office, you know, like a place people actually came to because back then we took, you know, people would often come in and pay their memberships and all that different things. 
And we just wanted one central place of communication rather than having four receptionists in four different gyms. So I wanted people to all come to one place or, you know, have very much people all booking, starting to book online and calling through the phones. But I did want my admin team in different places. So I actually considered getting a small office with our name above the door just to put my admin staff in. But yeah. you're right. Like you said, no, no, that wouldn't have. It was an extra expense that we didn't need. So we found Right. It. And we have that, but we don't. I mean, because we have inventory and stuff to keep. So it's kind of like part warehouse, part office now. Yeah. See, that's perfect because you have so much stock. But I was talking about mm-hmm. the Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about Crystal. How have you set yourself apart and been authentic online? Because this is one part that whatever stage you're at in business, whether you're day one or you've been in business for 20 years plus, you always want to be authentic to yourself and making sure your message is in alignment with yourself. Yeah. Number one, I care. <laughs> like I <laughs> genuinely <laughs> care. <laughs> I, uh, I don't see my, my humans as dollar signs. I see them as, as people who have needs and I am not doing the work for them. They're doing it. I'm just facilitating that growth and I am guiding them into the work. And so I think number one, you set yourself apart by caring. Uh, I think there's so many coaches out there who just want to make a buck and they just see, you know, they prey on people and it's really sad that that's the case, but it's an opportunity for people who, who really care. And I look beyond that surface level. I don't work with people and just say, okay, well, um, here's your food, here's your whatever, and here's your arbitrary goal and we'll get you there. I want to sprinkle self-love and not, I, mindset work I feel like is really a big thing, but I go deeper than that. I go into embodiment work and energy work and feeling. And I think that that's a really big difference, I guess. And in, in what I do is that I, people want this result because they believe it's going to give them a feeling. So if you can give them that feeling before they get to this result, you've already won, they've already won. And as they continue their journey, they can enjoy the journey and celebrate along the way, as opposed to, I will be happy when I get here. Because the journey never stops, does it? Never. Um, in business or in health and fitness or life. <laughs> yeah, it never ends. It just keeps going. And it's always a new goal. Absolutely. And it's being, being able to be grateful and be present and mm. reward yourself, especially when you've achieved a goal or when you've achieved, no matter how small or big that goal is, just take a moment yeah. because all the baby goals end up to a massive goal at the end of it. So Absolutely. it's forgetting because if you don't celebrate them wins what are you working to at the end of the day because that big goal right. will take you five years you've got to be able to we i mean five years yeah yeah i do that in business all the time i celebrate the tiniest stupidest goals that other people would be like why are you celebrating that but it's not just about the celebration of oh i did something amazing it's it's getting to feel that feeling of celebration and then you you kind of like get yourself into this groove of celebration and having things to celebrate and then you create more things to celebrate along the way and so when you get to that bigger goal that actually feels really good as opposed to okay I'm here but I've already ha- I've already like planned this other goal because I knew I was going to get here and so now I have this other thing on yeah. to the next and I've totally done that I'm like next you know and I think yeah. that's gymnastics oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean like 
we've always got something going on. There's always a competition to work towards, but definitely going, take a deep breath, take And I I set myself little rewards and I have Mm. to find out like when I achieve this and it's a small goal, I will take an afternoon off or, you know, and then so important. Small rewards, and I'll have a massage, I'll have my nails done, I'll, you know, whatever it looks like, something small or big, just recognizing yourself. And I love, yeah. and I do too, Crystal. I'm sure there's so many people that love doing this as well. I love a highlighter, I love ticking things off, I love highlighting, starring yeah. things around when I've done it. It just makes me feel so good. So, in the self love realm, what mm. would you be as a self love expert? What would you be your, say, top five tips for someone? in their lifestyle, but particularly building a business because we need to look after our health and our mind, what would you recommend that someone can action pretty easily straight away? Yeah. So a first one I would say is to protect your energy, to protect your your emotional well-being. So, uh, so often we scroll through social media and it's very much like junk food. If you have a few bites of chips, like you're fine. If you eat an entire bag of chips, you feel gross. And that's very similar to social media. And Sometimes that negative negativity that you see or even just that numb comparison that you don't even realize you're doing starts to permeate your well-being and you can feel that, you know, I've spent too much time here feeling. So I would really say to be more intentional when you are on social media, have a reason, get in there, do your thing, get out. That is one. Two, I would say, and this is a really, really big one. And I think it's hard for a lot of people is having compassion for past versions of you. So often we are mad at ourselves for getting us to where we are or having made mistakes. And it's not about that. It's about turning around and looking at that, at that version of you, a younger version of you who got you to where you are. And she did the best she could with what she had or he, you know, and so having love and compassion for that person, I think kind of softens that moment today and who you are today. And you're able to have a little bit more compassion for yourself in the moment. Someone said, I don't know who it was, or if I've read it somewhere, I really don't know where I got this piece of information from. But like you just said, you look back at your past, and sometimes people are like, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd said that. I wish I did something different. And they regret mm. their past choices. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, in that present moment, you did the best you possibly could with the resources, the knowledge that you had at that point. Um, yes. You did the best you could. You could have changed it. And there's so many times when I look back at my businesses and we've all done it. Oh, why did I make that mistake? Why did I choose to do that? But there was a reason behind it at that present time. Exactly. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and some of them are very expensive. <laughs> you know, you've got to fail to, to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So another one I would say is to... Feel your feelings, allow yourself to have your feelings. So often we are, especially stress, right? Stress is a really big one where we're just like, I need to get rid of it. We don't sit in the stress. We, we aren't curious about it. We just kind of are like, I'm stressed. I got to get rid of it. Let me go to the gym. Let me eat some food. Let me do, you know, whatever. And we just try to move past it instead of really feeling our feelings. So a big part of self-love is honoring your feelings, allowing yourself to have them, feel through them, and then you can move on. Yeah, I love that. Feel your feelings. That's what we got to do. <laughs> we, uh, you would be surprised. So many people do not. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, it is really hard. Cause just even just sitting there to think, when I feel my feelings, it's mm-hmm. hard. It isn't easy, especially if you're on the masculine side. I'm definitely more on the masculine side of energy, and I've definitely struggled with 
the feminine side and meditation and really sitting there and mm. being in alignment. And that's something I have to work on. It doesn't come naturally to me. Feeling your feelings yeah. as easy as it sounds. <laughs> exactly. So another one would be to reframe your mindset around the, I really don't like the you versus you thing. I don't like the you are your only competition and be better than you were yesterday. I hate that. It doesn't even sound um, like you. Like, I know you're putting on a voice, but I couldn't even imagine yeah. coming out of you. No, it is. I hate it um, <laughs> because it's wrong. <laughs> it really is. It's why are we... Why are we setting ourselves up to be an enemy? We should be our cheerleader. Like it's not you versus you, it's you for you. It is you cheering for you. And so it's not about being better than you were yesterday. It's about growing and becoming your best self. And who you were yesterday is a crucial part of who you are tomorrow. And so putting those things as though they are a competition is really counterintuitive, I think, to personal growth. Yeah, absolutely. And just, Nate, when you said that, he did that voice. (laughs) I was thinking, I always say, find the right tribe, find the right mentor to help you. Not every, you know, there's loads of coaches out there. There's loads of people that offer to help people, but you've got to find the one that speaks your language, that's helped you, Mm -hmm. done there, been what you want to achieve. I quite resonate with Grant Cadone, right? And yeah. Do you like Grant Cadone? Yes or Yeah. You do like him. But it's amazing, as you've just said that, his style of coaching, as phenomenal as he is, because he's sensational, I couldn't see his style of coaching Yeah, no. being yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, and I'm very like, I, I call myself a lipstick hippie. I'm very woo-woo and I'm into crystals and all of that stuff. But at the same time, like I, my tough love is yeah, <laughs> like, you get, you get tough love. Yeah, he's very much like, if it's not working, do it 20 times more, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, am, I am all about giving a little bit of tough love because I think people need that. I think people need, you know, there's a time and a place to pet someone's hair and tell them that they're pretty and there's a time and a place to be like, get, get it together, <laughs> you know? And you know what? When I was a gymnast, tough love is needed at times. I remember when I was a gymnast, I had two coaches. They were married to each other. One was um, a world champion Soviet Union gymnast. So it, back in 1981. And the other one was her husband, who was still, it was an amazing coach. They were both amazing in their own, in their own entity. But it was amazing because when Natalia, is her name, and I'm still really friendly with them today, and Natalia would be like, if she said to me, if I did something really bad or a really bad performance, she would literally say, next. Right, that was it. And then you'd get next. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm, so, I'm trying my hardest. I'm just exhausted. Or, you know, and, but her husband would be like, Katie, it's okay. It's okay, Katie. Don't worry. It was really good. You could just make it better on this angle next time. Now, they both coached very differently and you needed mm. both sides of that. But I related. I knew that if, I, if she didn't say anything, I need to, she'd kick my butt. Like literally, the next time I was going to show her. I'd get on yeah. that floor and I'd show her. So it's yeah. that tough love that you that you need you know you really yeah. so um and there's a difference between tough love and toxic behavior from oh, your coach yeah. also <laughs> you need a mixture you need the love and you need the tough love at the same time so yeah. what would be your last tip crystal so this one's a little different but 
Okay. So your intuition, right? We all have an intuition and it's really our heart's desire. It's our inner truth. And over time we bypass it with our brain because our brain is rooted in fear. That's all it wants to do is keep us safe. And so our brain is really concerned with survival and it doesn't realize that like, we're not going to turn a corner and see a bear, (laughs) you know, like we're safe. (laughs) We are safe to make hard decisions, scary decisions, things like that. And so our heart's desire, our intuition, that is the truth. And it's just like a muscle. It's like going to the gym. You can't work out your arms once and then just be super strong, right? Like you have to continually listen to your intuition in order to just be on the right path. So this brain we have to understand that our thoughts are not us. They're just part of us. And so being able to step outside of our thoughts and become the observer of our thoughts and get curious and interested of, huh, I want to do this thing. And I feel really pulled to do this thing. But my brain just launched into a, well, last time you did that, this blah, 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 blah. And that's going to be really expensive. And oh, well, what if you fail? You're probably not going to do it. You suck. You know, like our brain goes into this evidence it's a list of evidence of why we can't have what we truly want. And if we are able to step outside and be like, mm, okay, that's, that feels very real, but is it true? No, it's not true. Things are hard. Things cost money. But if we are following our truth, it doesn't matter. It will get there no matter how long it takes. We don't have to set an arbitrary timeline. We don't have to dump all of our money down the drain in order to get to where we want to go. It's just about taking those steps towards our heart's desire mm-hmm. and not allowing our brain to hijack. Yeah, so, so, so powerful because it's, it's just that positive self-talk, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not even, it's not even, I think, positive self-talk. I think, you know, because sometimes people, they positive self-talk themselves into, like, it's yeah. just this weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, like they don't acknowledge, like, negative negativity at all. And I, I don't think that that's good either. But it's, it's more of just kind of, I think, understanding where it's coming from. And I, I've gotten to the point now where if I want to do something and I realize, like, oh, this is going to blow up my whole life <laughs> if I do this. And my brain is like, don't do it. No, I stop. And I'm like, thank you very much for your concern. But unless you have anything to offer in terms of logistics of how we're going to do this, like I need you to just go over there. Have you read the book, The Chimp Paradox? No. I don't remember who it's it's written by. But yeah, just just The Chimp Paradox. But that is literally your chimp. Your chimp. Don't do that. This is what happened. You can't do it. And then it's your brain is going... No, I can do this. You know, it's yeah. the chimp is always on your shoulder and that's your chimp. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about being mentally strong either. It's it's about just understanding there's a separation between our thoughts and who we are, our consciousness. It's it's not the same. It's just the loudest. We have our emotions, we have our intuition, and we have our, our intellectual our thoughts and they, all of them together make up who we are, but we always just listen to our brain, like pros and cons list and all of that when our truth is here. Mm, amazing so much good stuff crystal so much good so um i know you've got an amazing offer and a freebie amazing little it's a self-love guide isn't it if i've got that right yeah so i i I do self-love sunday emails every week they are free and what i am what i'm actually doing is i'm kind of building something big here soon and so i want everyone who gets their little dose of self-love Sunday to hear about it first. And it's really just me sharing my own personal journey. I 
don't really hold back. I do have some things about my life that are, you know, my private life, just because you need, you need to have that things for yourself. But I share every single week, like what's active for me, what I'm going through, what's going on. And I kind of, I do it so much to be, so people can feel less alone. And so they can see that someone like me who has a lot going on and is successful, feels a lot of the same feelings and goes through a lot of the same things and is working continually on my own self-love. And I, and that's how I exemplify that. So it's not one of those fancy offers where, you know, you get a free download and then I sell you on something. Like I don't have anything to sell you guys right now. <laughs> but something they can tune into and see. Yeah. Your advice each week, and I think what is really special is just yeah, honesty on my, you, know, you know when you're communicating with your audience and all your marketing, that is being authentic. You know, sharing exactly what what has gone on. So thank you so yeah. much. That was amazing. That's amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being part of the summit. You've been an absolute rock star to, to interview. It's been an Thanks, honor Katie. to have you. And I know our community would have got so much value from everything that you've said and you've experienced and really taken a lot from your journey. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.